0: Listener Production.
1: Kick Bump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikut Wollum clan of the Boon Wurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kick Bump Podcast, your fortnightly DNM on all things motherhood. One, two,
0: three, four. Welcome back and welcome back to Mandy. I'm so happy to have you across from me. <laughs> I will listen to your Harvey update and I will respond accordingly.
1: <laughs> you know what? My Harvey update today is extremely quick and I'm hoping by the time that this episode is out, things have changed.
0: It, but um, that's in like four days, so. <laughs> but,
1: he is early rising again and it's driving yeah. me like up the wall um, because I feel like we're doing everything right and I know that sounds stupid because... You know, you can't control Mm. another human being or whatever. But we're doing all the things that usually help the situation and he's just still early rising. So I feel like I'm coming back to this point where I'm not really myself. And then I don't think do things to like help myself. Like I go to bed late and stuff like that. So it's my own (laughs) fault in in lots of ways. But that is my only Harvey update. So… We can move. Right on.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> so. Okay, okay. On that, I think yeah. we've said this before, but surely he's going through like a growth spurt or something. Like he's, so I it's hope always he's
1: a I hope it's something like that. Yeah, I It's do. always a
0: transitional stage. Yeah. Where he's like, ho- hope so. You know? Because I, I even go through stages. I mean, not, not that I'm growing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind a bit of height. Having yeah, I mean, a no. growth spurt, <laughs> Mandy. Yeah. But um, no, like you go through waves of um when you're just like, about you a bit out of whack. S- yeah, you can't sleep as well. Yeah. And,
1: I know, I know. What am I expecting? He's a human. He's not a robot. I get it. But anyway, it will I'm sure it'll sort itself out, hmm. and uh, I will update you guys if it does or doesn't. Um, you'll hear about it. It's probably one of my favorite topics, I would say. And sleep.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. My least favorite. <laughs>
1: anyway, before we get into today's podcast with our incredible guests, I do have a very special kick update. We are halfway through the year and some of you might find motivation challenging after a strong start to the new year. We did launch our Halfway Hustle Challenge last month and it's been going really strong. But if you missed out, we are offering you a very special offer today. You can get one month of our all-inclusive wellness app for free. So that means access to over 700 workouts, 700 recipes, and 100 meditations, plus seven different programs, including run programs, strength, hit equipment free, pre and postnatal, and so, so much more. So if you've been thinking about joining Kick or coming back, you can jump onto our website, kickapp.com, hit get started and complete the promo code in the monthly subscription. This code will only work via our website, so make sure you are signing up via the website. Monthly subscription and the code is kickpod1month. We'll pop the link in our show notes with these details and you will get your first month fee. Free. But this is just our big thanks to you for supporting the Kick Pod and listening in and just our way of keeping you a little bit motivated in the colder months of the year. Now, to today's guest, I am so excited to have Martha on. I've only met her a couple of times and really? I've followed her
0: for a while. She's one of those people you feel like you, you just know. just feel like you know her. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who might not, I yeah. don't know, if you've <laughs> been living under a rock, she, so Martha, I, I think this is how you pronounce her name. Califatitis. Well, I'm going to trust you on that. Califatitis. Because my, my girlfriend's uh, surname is Amanatitis. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty similar. <laughs> I'm just going to say Califatitis. Well, we know anyway, anyway, I suck at pronouncing anything. So <laughs> I'm
1: The thing I love, so Martha, right? Yeah. Even when I met her, I think I shared this with her. One of my oldest best mates is called Martha. Mm. And she's literally the only Martha I've ever known. And so even the name, I already like felt this like love towards her. But also mm. the way that she shares... Her Like her life on social mm. media and who she is. She's exactly who you would imagine. When you meet her in person, yeah. it's like those amazing moments where you realize this person that you've, you know, maybe watched on TV or because mm. that's where she might have seen her. Originally was married at first sight and then she was also on Celebrity Apprentice and now
0: she's got an incredible following online. Yeah. Um, and her and her husband, Michael. Oh, I so funny live, to follow together. I live for their content. Just Michael great. filming her secretly... So Michael Brunelli, who she was so there, I love that firstly, that their story, the fact that they were matched on maths. Yeah, it actually worked out. It's actually worked out, which is like one in a billion. (laughs) Um and then now they've got their baby Lucius. Um but Michael filming her (laughs) without her knowing is like my favorite type of content. Yeah. They're they're, honestly, if
1: you don't already follow them both. Like they're both incredible. But I've been so keen to catch up with her because so I only met her last year and then I've only met her a few times since, and then I haven't seen her since she'd had Lucius. Yeah. So she's got a four-month-old called Lucius now. And I just was so keen to to properly catch up and hear about her time, but also hear more about her experience when she was pregnant because she had hyperemesis, so she had the HG during her pregnancy, which is very full-on for anyone who doesn't know what that is. It. I'm not going to medically explain it, but well, what I know of how it affects—oh, you know what it's actually no—it's
0: actually d- um, described as extreme morning sickness. Yes, well, I it, mean it, that's how you would explain it. I for suppose, sure. and it's when we say morning sickness, it's got nothing to do with the morning. It's all day, it's all day, every, and, it's every day, extreme,
1: and it's debilitating. Mm. I've had close friends who have gone through it, and it is like nothing else. And so, she opened up a lot about going through that experience and her pregnancy as a whole. She also talked through her birth story, which I was First so time. keen. Yeah, mm. I was so keen to hear about it. I find birth stories so fascinating only because there is like a trillion ways that it goes down yeah. and I hadn't
0: heard her yet, hers yet. So. And I love you'll hear – she tells it in such a Martha way yeah. where she kind of gives little like moments of what Michael was doing in the <laughs> yeah. birth suite and yeah. like it just plays into what their relationship is like and it's like you could just perfectly picture, picture it.
1: Picture it. You could. You so really funny. could. No, and so I'm – I was so excited to chat to her and obviously so grateful for her time. I was kind of hoping she was going to bring Lucia.
0: <laughs> yeah, we thought we were, he was going to come in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, she she had some time to herself and yeah, so grateful for that. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat just as much as we did. Martha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I haven't seen you since you had a bump. I know, since my baby shower. Gosh. I know. And I'm I'm so excited to catch up with you and and hear all the more recent stuff because newborn for me there's definitely some, it has its challenges no no doubt about it, but there are some seriously special moments, so I'm really keen to talk about that. But I would love to start back where your pregnancy started because I know that it wasn't necessarily the pregnancy that you had envisioned or like what a, a lot of women would hope for. So could you talk about your pregnancy experience?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard now to speak about it. Yeah. When, you know, it's I've spent 4 months with the baby because you know, you forget. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the midst of like I was diagnosed with preeclampsia, so when you're in the middle of it and you are so sick that you would give anything mm-hmm. to be out of it. It's so hard to go back there. Mm. And like everyone tells you, when you're in that moment, like you'll forget it, and then you'll want another baby. And like I remember being in that, like being so sick, and being like, I will never forget this. This is like the lowest point of my life. Yeah. I've forgotten it all, and now yeah. I want another baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, because it, it it is that, and it was something I was going to ask you because um, I I've had a close girlfriend go through it with both of her pregnancies and she said quite openly that she won't go again mm-hmm. but that she she did go through it again the second time and i wondered with your experience with it is it one of those things that the miracle of lucius and obviously loving having him in your life has hit has it put something in perspective in it or is really when you take yourself back there because when i when i saw my friend in that in that space it was like make this end it
2: is the da- it was dark. the darkest yeah. thing i've ever been through yeah <clears throat> in my life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the type of person who like I've never I, I don't think I've ever really had depression yeah. or I've never had like I'm quite a positive person. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and I'm I just don't have I've never really had those low moments in my life. I just, you know, I'm just not one of those people. I have like a lot of friends around me who mm. go through it. I don't know if I have and I don't know or but I think you would know. Yeah. And I just have never had that. I've always been like just positive. I'm up and at him. You know, if I'm down, I know how to get myself out of it. From what I know of you, you feel like it's like
1: it is what it is. Kind yeah. of attitude towards a lot of things.
2: Yeah. And this pregnancy though, it was the yeah. lowest. It was dark. It was depressing. It was, I think it was a time when I was like, It's impossible to feel that sick Mm. for so long and still be hopeful and positive and hopeful and positive every day. Because you don't know when it's going to end. No, it doesn't end until you have the baby. Yeah, yeah. And for some women, it does with high premises, but for some, it goes all the way up until you have the baby. But I was one of those unlucky ones that had high premises all the way till the end. But Mm. God the feeling of constantly feeling like you're going to throw up, like constant nausea with no relief whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And now, like now after it all, the thing that for me is even, it's hard is because I was so sick for so long, Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to like move around. I wasn't active. Like I did not walk more than 200 steps some days. Like some days I actually didn't even get up to go and pee. Like I just laid there. Mm -hmm. And like my body is deteriorated so much. Mm. And I just, I feel sorry for it. I'm like, this poor body, it's done so much. Mm. And I'm just like, it's sad what happened. Like it was sad while I was going through it. And now I look back and I'm like, my poor me. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, so, it's, yeah. it's really, it's mentally and physically, it, you just, it gets you at both ends, yeah. like being so sick during pregnancy. And um I feel like no you never I I just feel like I never thought something like this was Did you even happen- know what it was? Didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Never even heard of it. Yeah. And that's another thing I feel like when you're not pregnant mm. and when you don't have kids you have no idea like what like morning sickness is like you just think oh you throw up your breakfast mm. and that's morning sickness it's not mm. you throw up your breakfast like high premises is shit but like Morning sickness is well, it shouldn't even be called morning sickness. Just yeah. like pregnancy sickness is just shit in general. One of my good friends, she's pregnant right now and she's just so sick. She mm. doesn't have high premises, but she's just sick. And I'm like, I I can literally I feel for her. I'm like, you yeah. poor thing. Like, yeah. I know it sucks. And I feel like before I fell pregnant, I had no idea. Mm. Did you? No,
1: I had no idea about it. Yeah. I I, I honestly, until um, M, my friend, until I got to know her story, I was like, what even? I don't, I've I've never seen someone be so sick during their pregnancy or at least heard about it. Um, And maybe it is, uh, do you think that there's like, I wonder how you felt about it because I know some people might feel shameful, like they should feel so lucky that they're pregnant so they can't speak about these sort of things. So
2: how did you feel when you were opening up about it? (sighs) I I did always have that in the back of my mind mm. but I also just the very first time I shared the response I got was so overwhelmingly positive mm. and um just so many stories like mine mm. and I just related so much to these women it was so nice and I just felt like oh my god I'm not the only one like she knows and she knows and she knows and and, you know, they've all survived and they're all mm. on the other end. Mm-hmm. And it just made me feel less alone because pregnancy in itself is so lonely. Mm. And then being that sick while you're pregnant is yeah. just is even more lonely. But after I shared, I just remembered it gave me hope. It, gave, it made me that little bit more hopeful. Mm. And then instead of spending all my days Googling and reading all the literature about hyperemesis and sickness and… Then I would spend all my, like I'd spend my time like talking to women online and connecting to these other women who are like, you know, mm. babe, it's hard, but you'll get through it and then try this, do this. And all the little bits of advice people gave you, mm. it just gives you that little bit of hope, even though none of it works. It's pretend in your mind yeah. that, it, you know, it's, you try it and it's like a little goal for your day. Like I'm going to try this today. Mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and it helped me to get through it. I did always, in the back of my head, I would say to Michael, like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. Like, people are sending in stories saying, oh, I wish I could be pregnant even though you're that sick. Like, I'd do anything to be pregnant. And I can only imagine, like, yeah. now after yeah. having a I can only imagine, but I can't either. Because yeah. Yeah. Michael and I, we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise. It, we weren't planning it. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, Now that i've had the baby i'm like imagine having to Mm. you know trying and trying and trying and trying imagine how hard that is Mm -hmm. and so like hindsight is a beautiful thing and i feel like if i could go back now would i have shared that much in like because i would feel bad for women who can't get pregnant but i also feel like no i would because it was your experience it was my experience and i feel like it gave so many other women who are uh, so sick during their pregnancy yeah. it gave them a little voice too and yeah. I remember still to this day I get so many messages saying thank you so much for sharing because people have no idea mm. and you know you've got this platform and you get to share it and you've kind of like highlighted it mm. for the for the rest of us mm. and um so I think I would I would still yeah yeah share
1: I think for sure and I think for a lot of people who maybe are trying or are thinking about being pregnant it's like if they become this sick, they know that there's a point where, and it, which is going to be a question I'm going to ask you, but they know that there's a point where you're going to have to talk to someone about it because it's, it's a little bit above normal, but at least they're now aware of what it was. For you when you were, I'm, I'm guessing it hit you pretty early in your first trimester. Five weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the point where you were like, this doesn't feel like what people talk about when they say morning sickness and when was the point that you went and saw someone?
2: Well, we were traveling so mm. we were in europe mm. and i remember i was speaking to my best friend on the phone and i'm like it was so early and she's like what's wrong she's like you're pregnant i'm like yeah i am mm. she's like what what's wrong i'm like i am so sick and she's like i know it's so shit isn't it it's the worst and i'm like okay mm. so she's like it's she knows she's gone through it and then you know days had passed And I could not even get out. I spent, you know, four days in a hotel room in Paris, just Mm. horizontal, just going from the bed to the bathroom, from the bed to the bathroom, not even showering, just like, Mm. that's all I could do. And Michael's like, this is not normal. Mm. Like, we need to go to a doctor. And we had a flight to get to Greece because we were meant to be meeting my family in Greece. And then he booked me in to see um, a doctor in Greece, an obstetrician, and I went in and saw her and she's like, yes, darling, this is normal. This is morning sickness. And then, you know, we went home. Michael's like, well, you know, maybe have some water, do what she said. And then, you know, I spent three days doing the same thing Mm. in our room in Athens. And then Michael's like, this isn't fucking normal. We're going back to her today. I'm making us another appointment. So we went back and Michael's like, she's not not even going to pee. Like Mm. this can't be good for her. And the doctor's like, she's like, well, you could potentially have hyperemesis gravidarum. We're like, what's that? Mm. And then she told us what it was. And then it was becoming more and more clear that that's what it was. And then I had to start going into emergency and having fluids. And this is all overseas. Yeah, (laughs) It's so funny because like the doctor's... Like I had this male doctor, and he was just like, "No, this is morning sickness. You have some lemonade, and you'll be okay." And oh no! Michael was just like, Honestly. so dismissive. Michael's like, I, I, "I'm gonna fucking like, I'm gonna punch <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you. Can you please?" And Michael, like being so polite, he's like, "This isn't normal. No, give her the fluids. She needs the fluids. Three liters. We taught. we told three yeah. liters. Give it to her." Yeah. And we just had to keep going into emergency and having fluids until we came home. And then we came home and I saw my obstetrician, Vicky Woodward. And she was just like, honestly, I love this woman. Mm. She had never met me before. And I remember walking into her office the first day and she's like, oh my God, you look like shit. Yeah. And I was like, "Thank you for recognizing that, that this is, is, you felt seen and yes, like heard. Thank you That's for what recognizing me. that this is not what I look like. Yeah. Normally, <laughs> I do look like shit." And she's like, "You look like shit. Like, what's going on? Tell me everything." And what I loved most about her was like the whole time through my pregnancy, like she, obviously she'd check the baby was okay, but yeah. her focus was like on me. Mm-hmm. And everyone else around me would be like, well, Martha, you're pregnant, so it's about the baby now. Like, you know, like my grandparents, like, you know, the oldies and my mom and everyone, she's like, well, Martha, you know, it's about the baby now, so you just have to suck it up and do whatever it takes. Except my doctor, Vicky, she was all about, you know, me, 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 and I was just like, thank you, thank you for understanding. Mm. This is the worst time ever. Mm. And we, you know, she gave me all the drugs and tried to help me out. Mm. None of it really worked, but you know, it took the edge off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then when it was coming to the end, this is something that I don't know about HG, but is there any risks in having that through your pregnancy in or, or is there any way that like the baby has to be born or when it comes
2: to your birth plan? With high premises. Mm. Well, actually they they say that high premises um, is an indication of a really healthy pregnancy mm-hmm. and a really healthy baby. Because mm-hmm. the hormones, what happens is when you do have hyperemesis, your hormone levels are a lot higher mm-hmm. than even just that of a normal pregnancy. Yeah. Like, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty okay. I'm not sure. not having like, you on as a doctor. <laughs> I have read and read and read, and I remember, like, Vicky telling me this. Mm. Um, so your hormone levels are, like, sky high. That's why you're so sick, because mm-hmm. the yeah. influx of hormones is so high that... It's unbearable. So they say that, you know, you have a really healthy placenta and a healthy baby. And I did. So Mm. even all the drugs that you take during it, like because I was so worried about like taking all these pills and like trays and trays of like anti-nausea and stuff. I was so worried about it. But my doctor was like, Martha, if we can give you something while you're pregnant Mm. and like, we're allowed to offer it to a pregnant woman, chances of it affecting the baby are, like, zero to, like, 0.001 because it's so stringent, especially in Australia, like, what we're allowed to give pregnant women. Mm -hmm. The laws are so stringent. So she's like, please, just take it. Make yourself comfortable. It's okay. You know, you're going to have a healthy baby. But… No, yeah, high premises doesn't affect the well, health that's good. of the baby.
1: No, that's good. And I, I think when it comes to that, like taking things, I mean, you do always, you always search for that health expert that that you trust, like their assurance and things for sure. But I think at the end of the day, one thing that kept being said to me was stress. As in, like if you're stressed about things, or if your body's in under stress, like that can actually be worse than a whole lot of other things yeah. that aren't pregnancy safe. So it's like if something's going to take the edge off of you, make you more comfortable and at ease, like, and the doctor's saying you can have it.
2: Yeah, of course, because really the baby opinion. feels everything you feel. Yeah. It's amazing because even though I was so sick, I just remember I always would have, like, this sense of calmness to my – I was always – I was quite calm. calm, I, calm I was it. sick. Mm. I was, like, depressed. I was unhappy. But I I never really had anything to stress about, which I'm so grateful for. And I just put everything, like work, all that stuff. I just was like, yeah. it, it's, I'm too sick to care about anything. Yeah. And it was kind of a nice thing in a way. Mm. I, I kind of think of it now. It was like a sign from the universe to make me slow, slow down. down. yeah. Sick sign. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. I think it was. Could have sign. happened in many different ways. <laughs> yeah. So talk us through your birth then. How did it actually play out? I had the best birth ever.
2: Like literally the most perfect birth. Was he born around his due date? So he was in, I was induced. Mm -hmm. He was due on, I think, the 4th of Mm -hmm. March and I had him on the 23rd of Feb. Mm -hmm. So not too close to his due date, but pretty close. Mm -hmm. I was induced because um, he was dropping in centiles. So we were worried that he was a little bit, he wasn't getting much bigger. Um, but he was a perfect size, so it wasn't the – the scans are never too accurate, are they?
1: Yeah, yeah. apparently in some of the scans, Harvey looked like he was going to be quite big and that I might need to be induced if I go too far over, which I was seven days over. I got induced, but oh God, then wow. he came out like in the – right in the middle of the – Okay. He was fine. Yeah. How much did he weigh? Um, Three – geez, you're jogging my memory here. I need to open up my baby books. <laughs> I think it was like point. One or something. He, he wasn't very – he was like a little frog. That's yeah. how I like to explain him because yeah. he was just long. He was long but
2: skinny. Yeah. yeah. Same with Luke. He was 3.2. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I was induced and um, oh, it's the best day. I just – I loved being induced. Mm. What form of inducement did you get? I had the drip. Yep. Where they, they give you the gel the night before. Yes, so you then, went in the night before, got yeah. the gel, Cervidil – that was cool. I forget what it's Kind of looks like a mini ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And then they give you the drip the next day. Yeah. The gel did absolutely nothing same. for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like sick. It's funny. <laughs> um, so I went into the hospital about four o'clock. Mm. It was a Wednesday. And I remember going on my way in, like Michael and I went and got a mani petty. And it, I had like the most perfect mani petty because I'm really anal about my nails. And I remember <laughs> looking at them and thinking. This is a sign. I'm yeah. going to have a great day. It's going to be the best, like, birth of all time. Like, my nails are perfect. Like, I didn't even get the the file off the woman and do it myself. <laughs> and so then we went and got, like, an ice latte. We drove into the hospital, set up in the room. And my doctor came. She gave me the gel. And um, then she's like, okay, you can go for a little wander. You can go and walk around. You guys go and have dinner and then come back and we'll get you down for the night. And anyway, they put the gel in and then Michael and I were walking around, like, the city because mm. I had him in the city and it was a 40-degree day, mind <laughs> you. And, like, we're sitting down to have dinner. Michael's like, oh, "I'll have a beer. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, no. Because the gel started to make me, like… Did you get con- Braxton Hicks? Yeah, to yeah. start having contractions. I'm like, how are you having a beer? Like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Mm. I feel like, like my organs are going to come out. Yeah. Like wrap it up, mate. Get get your noodles to go. We need to go back to the room, and mm. then we had to walk back to the room in like forty degree heat. It was naughty. Oh my god. Um, and I got into the bed, and I started to have like, you know, all the feelings, and you just you can't help it, but you start stressing. Yeah, it's just normal you get excited to, about anything. Yeah, it's just you start to have that look on your face. Like Michael always says, you look like a fly when I start <laughs> to stress because I'm like. Dude, oh my god! Like you can't feel this, but it's crazy. It's wild, and um, yeah. I was just we chilled out in the room, and then my nurse came and she's like, "Okay, it's time to go to bed. You know, you want to have the painkillers and the sleeping tablet." And so they came and they gave me like two painkillers and two sleeping tablets, and I'm like, oh, "I'm not taking that. Like, that's way too much drugs for me. Like, I'll take half." She's like, "No, just take them both. You'll be fine." I go, "I'm. I was. I said to Michael, they want me to take two of each. Like, that's four pills. Like, I'm not doing that." She's like just take them and give me one i'm like you're not having them <laughs> so i only took half the dose that they offered me and then 11 p.m at night i was like buzzing her i'm like give me more yeah. give me more and she's like they're not going to work the same now you had to take them together yeah i didn't anyways six o'clock in the morning came they were knocking on the door ready to take me to the birth suite and she's like have a shower we'll be back in about 10 minutes and we'll get you set up in the birth suite Anyway, I had, like, the quickest shower of my life, quickly getting ready to go. And then Michael's like, I'm going to shower too. I'm like, okay, yeah, go for it. And Michael had, like, this 30-minute shower. I swear to God, I'm knocking on the bathroom door going, Michael, the nurse has come back for the third time. Like, why are you taking so long in this disgusting shower? Like, this is the place of all places that you've chosen to have a long long shower. shower. He's like, oh, I just want to, you know, like, freshen up. I'm like, you take two-minute showers. Anyway, we finally got into the birth suite, and um, they gave me the drip with the—what's the, mm. it called? I don't
1: know, but it's a Oxy, hormone Yeah, yeah.
2: And they—which that which stimulates mm-hmm. you to start, like, Active labor. labor. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, I had the epidural. Mm-hmm. Thank fuck I did
1: Oh, that. you just went straight in? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Was that, like, you just—was that
2: suggested to you, or you
1: just wanted that? Yes, that, that yeah. was suggested yeah. to me.
2: Yeah. And— uh, my, this would have been about 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm. My obstetrician was like, all right, darling, now I'm going to go downstairs. I've got some clients. And she goes, I'll probably see you around 8 o'clock tonight. She goes, I can see you having this baby at around 10.45 tonight. Oh They're my, so chill, aren't they? I know. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have my baby tonight. Two and a half hours later, I was fully dilated. <laughs> <laughs> I just – I, like, fully dilated in, like, less than three hours. Wow. <clears throat> it was nuts. Like my body started to shake uncontrollably. My whole body was shaking. I got the shakes too. Like banging on the table like this, like banging. I couldn't control it. And Michael was just like, oh my God, what's happened to her? Is she okay?
1: Did anyone tell you about the shakes? No. Me neither.
2: And I started to make all these weird noises that I couldn't control, <laughs> like a cow, like that had fallen over in the field. Amazing. I was like, <laughs> and Michael's going, Oh my God, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and the midwife's like, She's okay. We might have to call the doctor though. Mm. And then Vicky came in the room and she checked me and she literally said, She's like, Oh my fucking God, you are fully dilated. Mm. I'm like, what? Mm. She's like, you're going to start pushing in 10 minutes. I was like, what? You said 10.30 tonight. <laughs> like, I'm not ready. She's like, you're ready. And um, that was it. You know what happened yeah. to me? My epidural didn't work fully on like the full side of my body. It only right. worked on half side of my body. Interesting. Because I was leaning, my, leaning uh, to one side. Yeah. And I started to feel things and I started to have a full-blown meltdown, like the stress. Yeah. And they're like, you need to calm down because if you stress, the baby's going to stress. It's fine. We'll get it evened out and mm. you'll, you know, we'll, we'll fix it. But you need to calm down because I'm just like, I'm not doing pain. Mm-hmm. Like it's not for me today. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. So, yeah, my epidural only kind of because I was leaning to the one side, the other side of my body, I could feel the contractions. Mm. And I was just like, if this is what contractions are, I'm, I'm going to have epidurals like all the time. Yeah. Like there's no way. I think of like my mum mm. who had natural natural mm-hmm. birth. I'm like, oh, cave woman. Like, why yeah, would cave you woman. do that? 100%. Yeah,
1: wow. So was the pushing stage fairly quick
2: for you? No, okay. I had to push for like two hours. Oh my! I know, <laughs> I know. It's wild. You know, I never knew because mm. obviously I've never had a baby. Mm. You don't know these things, but when like, the birth canal, mm. so it's it's kind of shaped like a skateboard ramp. Mm-hmm. So when you push, you push the baby comes a, a little bit out and then it just goes back. It goes yeah. up and back, kind of like you're going on a skateboard. Yeah. And he kept doing that for like two hours. <laughs> and then um the doctor was like, We're gonna chill on the epidural. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna take that away for right now. We're not gonna keep pressing the Did you the keep button? pressing the button? Of course I did. <laughs> I was just holding it down. But it doesn't matter how many times you press it. it because yeah, you can imagine out. it's yeah, capped. Of course. Um, so we stopped doing that for a bit. Just so I can feel a bit better yeah. and like find my push a bit better, which is it sounds easy, but it's not. Try pushing something you can't feel. Yeah. Try doing something to your body when you can't feel yeah. it. And the other thing with the epidural, it's amazing because I thought I was gonna be paralyzed, but you're not. You no. can move around. Yeah. Yeah. Like my legs, everything I could move them. Yeah. And yeah, I had to keep pushing and pushing and then I could start to feel it because the epidural was kind of wearing off a bit. little bit and I could start to feel it and like the pressure, like that bowling ball feeling. feels like a giant turd, let's be honest. Like you're it pushing out like, like the biggest. Yeah, like yeah. you're pushing out a bowling yeah. ball out of yeah. your butthole. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel, you don't feel it yeah. in. Yeah. Well, you've never had yeah. to push anything out of that hole no, before. So you just, you feel it in your butt. It's <laughs> so yeah. weird. It is weird. And um, yeah,
1: Mm.
2: That's a lot. I didn't push that. That's a long time. I was exhausted. I bet. I bet. And then I finally pushed him out and I like did the whole pulled him out thing and oh my God, that feeling. Mm. And like he came out like so chilled out with his eyes open just looking at me. He came out with eyes wide open just Mm -hmm. looking around like, you know, little weird alien looking (laughs) thing. And then like he made this little like meh. Cry and mm. I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, and it was just the most perfect thing so ever. So special, I'm obsessed. What was Michael
1: like during that experience?
2: You know what? Like Michael is the most supportive like partner ever, mm. and <laughs> it was nice to have him there. But you know what? I I just feel like it was. I just my midwives and my doctor. It was your time, yeah. It was just nice to have the girls around. Yeah. And like… I get that. I Not that I ignored him, but like I wasn't really… You are just in your zone. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. like turning to him. Like usually I'm always like, Michael, 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 mm. I need you for everything. I'm so codependent, Michael, Michael. <laughs> but in this time, I don't know. There was just something about like the female energy and like it sounds so cheesy to say that because I'm not like one of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not me. Mm-hmm. But I had… I also had my sister-in-law there. Um, She is a midwife as well. So… That's nice. She was with me and my two midwives and my doctor. And I just, like, they know. Mm. They have the same body as me. They feel the same things as me. And I just feel like having them there, it just made me feel so, like, the vibe in the room was perfect with mm. all the girls. Mm. And Michael was amazing. He kept, like, handing me an empty drink bottle yeah. to drink from, which yeah. was great. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> but he was great. And he was and trying. It's just like, you know… Yeah, it was, no, he was amazing. He was amazing in there. Just sweet. And like then I had the baby and he was really emotional and cute and, you know, just perfect Michael as always.
1: So sweet. And you decided on Lucia's name before because I remember at the baby shower we played that game of like guessing. I can't even remember what I put down. But what made you choose that name?
2: Um. So we really wanted to name the baby after Michael's grandfather, whose name was Luigi. We wanted to honor his name somehow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to be Luigi because I just thought that was a bit much. So we thought Louis could mm-hmm. be nice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we said to we were telling like our family and friends, which I recommend, like this is my advice. Mm-hmm. If you have a name that you like, don't tell anyone because mm-hmm. they'll turn you off it. Yeah. For
0: so sure.
2: yeah, we were telling telling our family and friends, and my mum was like, oh, I hate that name, Louis. I'm like, oh, I love that name. She's like, <laughs> I don't like it. And then <laughs> love your mom i know my mom is so <laughs> blunt and just like once she had said that then i could never have that <laughs> name because i i just couldn't after she said that i was just mm. like now look what you've done you've ruined it like that was the name we had picked out but i did feel like louis was i love the name louis but they, i know a lot of louis mm. and i've Feel, and I felt like no, we can do we can do a little bit better. And I just feel like it was just a cop out. That name it was like the easy choice. And we'd get in bed every night and like go through the list of names. Mm. And then one night we were going through a list of names, and Michael read out Lucius, mm. and I was like, oh my god, I love that. And I remembered the name because in the movie Gladiator, mm. the son, his name was Lucius of the little the yeah, little okay. His name was Lucius. And I was just, I remember hearing that in the movie. And I always loved that name because I had never heard it. Yeah. It just took me back there. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I love that name. I love it. And I said to Michael, I'm not mad at that. Like, I actually don't hate that name because every other name he was reading, I was like, hate it, hate it, hate it, <laughs> hate it.
1: <laughs>
2: and so, yeah, it was Lucius. Amazing. And then how long were you in hospital before you went home? Like 12 hours. So you went, but yeah, right. I didn't go home. We went to a hotel. Yeah, same. Yeah, cool. Which I highly recommend. If, if it's an option, definitely. If, if it's an option. It's a nice stepping stone, I feel like. well, I felt like Kate Middleton at the hotel.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> stepping stone's a weird word for it. What I meant was it's like a nice halfway point where you still have access to the doctors like 24-7, but you've also got your own space. Whereas yeah. the hospital people are walking
2: in and out all the time. To be fair, like, you're on cloud nine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. You don't oh, yeah. care where you are. Like, yeah. you are so happy. Like, we were happy at, at the hospital. We were happy at the hotel. We were just like, who cares? We have our baby, baby now. Mm-hmm. We don't care about anything. Like, people can come into the room. Even, like, in the little hospital room, we were just like, oh, my God, this is the best. You just stare at them, don't you? Yeah. This is the best. All we need is, like, our four walls and our baby. Like, mm. and nothing else matters. Did you—so you're breastfeeding? Yeah. Yeah, how's I'm, that been? I'm, I'm now. I'm. I've introduced formula. Yep, yep, So we're doing both. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good. Look, Luch was. Um. He was born with jaundice, mm-hmm. and he had. He was. He actually had quite bad jaundice, mm-hmm. but not enough to be taken yep. to be readmitted into the hospital. And they measure it. I don't know how they measure it, but it was literally by one degree that he was like, no, he doesn't have to come back in. Okay. And like looking back now, I wish they had just put him in because it took him like five weeks to get over the jaundice. Mm. And it was causing him to be really lethargic and not eat and have no energy. Yeah, so, so he, kept he sleeping. Yeah, he wouldn't eat. Mm. And so feeding him was a nightmare. Mm. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle. When you, you know, once you have a baby and you realize like how – the body, the the like, a mother's body works with the baby and the supply and demand with the milk and all that. It's just wild. Yeah. It's a wild, like, recipe. Oh, yeah. For, like, you have to take the milk so then you make more. And he wasn't doing that. And then I had to keep pumping. And it was fine for a long time. Like, at the beginning, I was happy. I'm like, no, I'm going to, you know, breast mm-hmm. milk. I'm going to do it for him. And I kept doing it. And then I wanted to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Well... My mom and Michael were like, you should go back to work. Like, you're so lucky to be able to do this from home. And like, I had all this pressure to kind of go back to work a month after I had him. And I just kept getting sick. Like, I was in hospital with breast abscesses. Then I got COVID. And then I'm like, no, I'm just going to chill out. I don't need to be doing all this. Like, I have a little baby. No. But I still think the feeding was the hardest part of it. Yeah. Because it's so time consuming. Yeah.
0: It's all day.
2: Yeah. And it's also
1: the mental load. Because it's like you're thinking constantly about your supply and if he misses a feed or if he can't pump for whatever reason or then you're sterilizing the bottles and it's just
2: doesn't how, stop. How How? Isn't it crazy? Mm. No one tells you about breastfeeding. <laughs> breastfeeding is a full-time job. Oh, yeah. It's full-time. And like the amount of time you spend doing it in the day – And then I kind of felt I found myself like I'd be feeding him and in my mind I'd be like, I'm gonna do that when I get up, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna Mm. do and I'd rush him Mm -hmm. and I then I I just I don't know, I think you really have to be a certain type of person Mm -hmm. who can exclusively breastfeed for like that first full year. You really have to be You you can't work. Yeah. Oh no you can't You can't work and do
1: it. Yeah, I I tried, and it was way too much on my mental load. Like, it was impossible to try and think about, like, freezing enough milk so that there was milk at home for Josh to defrost. And, like, I don't know how anyone exclusively breastfeeds and works. Like, it's—I don't understand how it even works. How long did you
2: breastfeed for?
1: I was lucky enough to keep it going for 11 months. However, the last two months was pretty minuscule. Like, I didn't have much supply the last two months. It was was me more holding on to it. So, like— he was having quite a lot of formula and you from did nine. Su- oh, from nine. Okay.
2: He oh, was wow. having he was having nine some formula earlier. Yeah.
1: Um. So I would I would if I was working or like sometimes we were giving it to him at night because that mm-hmm. seemed to make him sleep better at night. So we introduced formula earlier, but regularly, like every single day, was from nine months.
2: And I wish we did it earlier.
0: How good's formula?
2: Yeah. It's. Um, I wish we did it earlier. <laughs> you sit on the pump, killing yourself yeah. to get a bottle to, like 150 yeah. mils or 160, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you just get the formula and you just go, doop, yeah. doop, doop. There you go. Your bottle's
1: yeah. ready. And like, there's so many different types now. Like, there's so many that you could find the one that suits you and your baby. And it's just, there's, no yeah. formula is
2: great. Formula I, is I, great. It does. It just is so, it's just like, oh. That's mm. what it feels like when you just start giving formula. Yeah. But in saying that, like, I'm not a purist by any means at all. But I do think breastfeeding is, it should be something that, you you put in you, like you you, watch, you try you, you try and do yeah. it it's so yeah. good yeah. for the baby yeah yeah and i'm still feeding him like i'll feed him like maybe 3 or 4 times a day now breastfeed yeah. him and yeah. the rest are just bottles like now i'm not home i can give him a bottle i don't have to stress about it yeah. my boobs are tingling but it's
1: fine <laughs> was michael excited to be able to feed him as well like yeah he was
2: yeah was josh yeah
1: yeah yeah cuz i think it is that thing that they kind of envy it's like they don't get that
2: experience <laughs> Michael is forever like joking about trying to breastfeed <laughs> It's like forever it's our running joke at home that Michael wishes he could breastfeed he's like yeah I wish like you're so lucky you get to do that I'm like oh I know <laughs> oh my gosh that
1: was the best when you had a blocked milk duck and you posted that video Michael like, good like good on him <laughs> good on him and good on you guys for posting that guys that was the most like if people don't know what we're talking about, one thing that is suggested when you have a milk dug is, like, obviously adults can suck a lot harder than a baby. You'd think that, not Michael. <laughs> so it's suggested to get, like, someone to help you out a little bit
0: if you can't suck try out the, the, the warm water
1: up. and the massages and all that sort of stuff. And so you popped up a video of
2: Michael literally trying to suck out that. It, it was, was so best. funny. Like, even having to ask him, I was, like, a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> and I was like, so apparently the best way to do this… And he's like, what? And I just showed him this TikTok. And he's like, you want me to do that? He's like, "Eh, am I going to drink milk? I'm like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't get any milk. (laughs) Like even the position that you have to get into… And, like, when you read about it online, Michael's like, you're going to dangle your breast over my face. That is so weird. Like a cow. Honestly, like, it's like a cow. Like, we, the first 20 minutes was us hysterically laughing <laughs> about doing it. And then finally we were able to do it. And um, you'd think that a, a grown man can suck harder than a baby. No. No? No. He was baby probably resisting
1: because he's like, I don't want it to come he out. He just had
2: no idea. He was just like... He Just did one constant suck. I'm like, no, you meant to, you have to suck all, like, you had to kind of go, like, you know, not just one hard suck like that. <laughs> that's so true. They wouldn't know. <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. And he's like, it's going all the way. It's like your boobs going down my throat. I'm like, that's that you're doing it right. Yeah, if that's happening. You gotta get the old areola in there. <laughs> oh my God. That
1: is just the best. It's the best. It's the best vision. But good on him for like actually. Giving a crack and good one you for asking him to do that because it's, like, it's such a like funny thing.
2: You sh- you have no shame after you have it. Oh baby. yeah, I was
1: I was exactly the same.
2: Like yeah. yesterday, I had a delivery of the like clothes that I bought online arrive at home, mm-hmm. and like we we're in the kitchen downstairs. My mum, my sister, my cousin, the baby, Did you Michael. Just whip your top off? I just was getting yeah. walking around in this tiny g string like yeah. just changing. And I'm just like, I would never have done this before. And before I actually had a great body. (laughs) And now I'm just kind of feel like I've just got like an udder and I'm just like bending over and like I don't even care. Like my boobs are like sagging over and everything is not what it used to be. And I don't give a, I don't care at all. No, because your body also does so much more now. Yeah. I'm just like, well, this is
1: me. Like Mm. it or look away. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I feel like also being. In like a birthing suite does that to you too. Like when you've got like strangers, even though you know they're doctors, when you're you like strangers spread eagle
2: yeah. for like four hours. Yeah.
1: It's like once Isn't you go through that, you're like I got like, lazy the other day and I didn't even think twice about her, you know, getting all up in there. I know,
2: because you usually you're I'm like, like, oh, like well, I'll get my underwear on and just pull it to the yeah, side. Yeah. Now you're just like off. What <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how you just become like mm, I feel like my mum. My mum was being like that, like my mum's always been like, yeah, this is my body. It's the best way to be. Yeah, mum turned into her. Slowly, slowly, I'm turning yes. into her. Yeah.
1: And that's good. It's good to hear that you're getting like that. Cause a lot of women during that postpartum time. And I
2: don't doubt that you've had days or
1: moments where, you know, you've you've felt oh, it's an bad. out-of-body experience. Yeah,
2: yeah. It is an out-of-body experience. Like, I think now it's four months and I can kind of feel like I'm like, everything kind of gluing back together a mm. little bit, but there was a time there where I kind of felt like I was in a fat suit. <laughs> no, I did, and I was just like, what the, who is this, does mm. this body just belong didn't to? Just recognize yourself. And just trying to dress a body that isn't. It's different, yeah. It's hard. Mm. It's so hard. It's so hard. Mm. No one can prepare you for it. Mm. It's wild, but. Then you just look at your baby and you're just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I don't
1: care about anything else. Keeping a human alive. Mm. So, what's the routine like at the moment at four months old?
2: How's he sleeping?
1: A routine. No routine. No, oh, tell happen. me about that. I'm so fascinated oh, by
2: that. Oh my God, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> Can I just tell you? It is the best thing ever. Mm. We recently just went away to Port Douglas with some yeah. friends of ours who have a baby who is a week or two younger than Luke. And he's a routine. He's a scheduled baby.
1: Oh, actually, baby, four months. That's pretty early for a routine, actually. Yeah. yeah. And our baby is the
2: opposite of that. He sleeps that. wherever. He will sleep wherever. Whenever yeah. he's tired, he'll just sleep. Like, mm. we were out by the pool, hanging out at, on the pool lounges. The music was going. and He was just having his, like, two-hour nap. Mm. People were, like, coming up to me by the pool and going, is that your baby sleeping on mm. the lounges? I'm like, yeah. Mm. They're like, um no I'm like yes they're like how did you do that I'm like oh it's just him he just- yeah no and
1: and like enjoy that time I think it's it's awesome if you can get around especially when they're newborns when routine isn't so I suppose needed or important and if, if as long as he's used to it as well it's like make the most of that and mm. and it's it's so nice to hear that you are getting around because I feel like I mean, Harvey's, Harvey's very much a routine baby now and it works for him, but it wasn't until about five months old that we started yeah. implementing a bit of a routine. And so before that, we were the same. We would, like, yeah. have people over and he was asleep on the cocoon baby on the dining yeah. table.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: how under the light, is, the yeah. music on. Everyone's like, do you want to put him in his, like, room? And we're like, oh, well, nah. He's
2: fine. He's fine. Yeah. That's how we are. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's – our house is – we always joke that it's a halfway home because mm. there's constantly people at my Visiting house. Stuff, yeah. And um, it's loud, it's bright, and he'll just sleep wherever when he's tired. He just has his mm. little naps. And at night, he actually sleeps with us. Mm. So he sleeps like through the night. I mean, sometimes he has his nights when he will wake up. Like last night, he got up and he had a little cry and I just fed him. And then he went back to sleep. But he's a great – He's he actually, at night, he sleeps great. Mm-hmm. At, during the day, his naps are sometimes a little bit not mm-hmm. very good. But mm-hmm. – he can sleep from, like, 10 to 10. Mm. Like, that is the dream. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to
1: hear that you're doing so well. It's, like, it's, it's really nice because, yeah, that postpartum period isn't so nice for everyone. And I just think especially with what you went through in your pregnancy, it's, like, you deserve to…
2: I mean, everyone deserves to have a nice postpartum. But like everyone does, you know, you've got a bit of a break now. No, I get, I get it. But also, I think I'm so lucky. Like Michael works from home, so I have him next to me all the time, and we are living with my parents. So my mum's home and she helps us. And it takes a village, right? It does. It does. And like my brother's home, and like sometimes, you know, like I'll just. Put Luch in the in like I'll give him to my brother and I'll be like you have him for a few hours and you know he'll give him his bottle at night and like they'll fall asleep together and then I'll and then me and Michael can hang out mm. and then like I'll go and get the baby and bring him back to the room but like even just like three hours of watching a movie together being able to hang out and like cuddle so good it's so good yeah and I feel like if we couldn't do that I don't think I would be having as much fun like yeah it really takes a village like yeah. I at the beginning, you know, having living with my parents. Um, I remember talking to you about this before. Do you remember? I was yeah. like, I don't want to do it. No, yeah. no, no, trauma, trauma, trauma. But now I, I want to have all my babies at my mum's yeah. house. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and it's just it, just having five minutes to take a shower and pee. Mm. It's imagine not being able to do that. I yeah. don't know how women do it on their own. I know because I'm being so lucky and so spoiled to have all this help. Yeah. That take it because that's am. the other
1: thing is that there's women who may have help around or do get offered but they feel like they have to take the load as well I, obviously there's there's you know women who absolutely don't have any help at all and it, uh, uh, like you said they are super women i don't know how they are do it super
2: women definitely
1: um but if people are offering like i remember i got to a point where instead of saying no i was just like actually that would be great can yeah. you please bring dinner or like that would be great but um I'm just going to go have a shower. So if you don't mind, like, for half an hour of the time, I won't
2: be actually be with you. Yeah. Like, I won't be.
1: Yeah. You know, and you just get yeah. to a point where you're like, no, I'm going to yeah,
2: accept this. Yeah, yeah. of
0: course. Yeah, no,
2: I've, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're, you know, one of those mums that has had to do it all by yourself, like, you deserve an extra pat on the back. Yeah. Because just, wow, there's so much sacrifice yeah. as it is, yeah. let alone doing it on your own. mm, mm. I know, women, we are just something special, aren't we? <laughs> Pretty great.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining oh, me. Pleasure. It's been awesome. I mean, I would love to catch up with you properly without a mic in front. But, um, no, it's been it's been awesome to see you, and I'm so happy to see that you guys are doing well. And oh he's gosh. just gorgeous. Like, yeah, I love him. He just, he just looks like such a beautiful little baby and happy baby. So, um, well done to you guys, and congratulations.
2: Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining, guys. Hope you enjoyed that chat. If you would like more info, you can check out our show notes of the episode. And if you would like to get involved with the KickPod, you can find us on Instagram at kickpod. Send us a voice note or DM or question there, and we'll be posting all our videos and behind the scenes on that KickPod Insta too. So you can show your support by giving us a follow. And if you would like to join a bit of a virtual mother's group is what we like to call it, we have our Kick Bump Facebook group. So you're all welcome there. Uh, There's so much love and support in that group. It's something that I'm very proud to be a part of and we would love to have you. If you would like to learn more about Kick, you can head to our website, kickapp.com, or you can head to the Apple Store and Google Play Store. And if you'd like to join Kick, we have a seven-day free trial. We will be back in your ears very shortly. Bye.